0: Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with Amber, Natalie, Stacy, Natalia, and Brooke. And we are looking ahead to the month of June. So we are here to talk about some of the things that we are most excited about coming out in June. There were a lot of things. I, for one, had a hard time picking this month. So we have lots of great things to tell you about. However, before we do that, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. Once you're there, you can like and or follow the page. You can also join our Facebook listener group where you can hang out with us as well as with other podcast listeners. If you are a Twitter person, Book Bistro finally has a Twitter presence, so you can find us there by searching Bistro underscore book. And we would love to have you follow us over there. And if you want to get a hold of us for any reason and you don't prefer Facebook or Twitter, you can send us an email and that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So that is all of the housekeeping stuff. Let us get on with the books. I'm going to start us off. Followed by Natalie, Stacy, and then we're going to shake things up a little bit because Natalia <laughs> is not last today. So, Stacy, Natalia, Amber, and Brooke. So, here we go with the most anticipated books of June. So, my first pick I'm actually reading right now because I have one of those things that I often oh. have. And Let me guess, arc. you have an ARC. I do. What a surprise. Yes. <laughs> so this is um, The Summer Country by Lauren Willig. And she has written a number of books on her own. But she also writes as part of what has been dubbed Team W. And that is made up of Karen White, Beatrice Williams, and Lauren Willig. But this is Willig on her own. And this is one of those long, sprawling historical novels. It takes place in 1854, Barbados, but then we move back in time to 1816. So it's another kind of dual timeline novel, which I love. So Emily is in 1854, and her grandfather has just died, leaving her a sugar plantation but it's not the, like, lucrative plantation she's expecting. Instead, it's a burned out shell. So she's kind of confused, like, why would her grandfather leave her at this plantation that's in the ruins? And she kind of wants to find out, and she's trying to decide what she's going to do with this plantation. Meanwhile, back in 1816, we are beginning to learn about a slave uprising in Barbados that may or may not be connected to what happened to Emily's plantation. So we move back and forth. We meet a lot of fantastic characters. There's so much like racial tension. Um, there's a little bit of romance, just amazing historical detail. I am so excited for everyone else to be able to read this and fall in love with this book. So it again, is a country by Lauren Willard. And it comes out on June 4th. And she is so
1: excited to brag about the arc mm-hmm. that she has of this yes. book.
2: Yes, June. I'm very modest June. about
1: it. Totally. I have totally. a lot of arcs. We're very June Yes, important. we know. Do um, yeah. we?
3: Do we all know? Um, so, my first book is called City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is going to be released on June 4th. Very excited. Now... Shock horror guest. I never read (laughs) the book that I know is very popular and that made this author a household name which is called Eat Pray Love, All Good Things to Do in Life but I haven't read it. I haven't read (laughs) read it
1: either. Yeah. Nonetheless You're not alone. um,
3: I just wasn't interested and so I didn't read it. And that's how that happened. But that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. But I am interested in this one. So there you go. Um, so this book takes place, uh, this story takes place basically during the 1940s in the world of the Sieta. Ooh. And yes, I know, I'm very excited. And I don't know if it's a dual timeline story, but it's basically is told from the perspective of the protagonist, whose name is Vivian, fun fact. Um, and and um, she is basically looking back on her life, which sounds as though it was a very frivolous, promiscuous, fun, colorful existence. Um, and from what I could tell from the description, when Vivian was 19 years old, She was kicked out of her college for her less than impressive academic prowess, (laughs) shall we say, and her very affluent parents were not amused, and so they sent her off to her aunt in Manhattan as, I don't know, I guess some kind of punishment. It doesn't seem like much of a consolation prize, though, because turns out her aunt owned this Really flamboyant, fun theater Ooh. called the Lily Playhouse, which just sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> 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 Wonder
0: if so, you can do like a burlesque show there. Right? Yeah.
3: So, so here she is in this crazy world, and she meets all these very colorful, charismatic characters who I think will be very entertaining to read about, like. You know, the very scandalous showgirls and the kind of tragic writer and the no-nonsense stage manager and things like that. And um, at some point, she experiences some kind of, you know, scandalous scandal. and (laughs) (laughs) and, um, And it basically turns her world upside down. And ultimately, it helps her figure out, you know, what she wants to do. But the the really underlying storyline is that she experiences this great love as a consequence. And um, and so, yeah, she's looking back on her life and on all these twists and turns. And I'm really excited about it because I've read many, many, many books from that time. But usually the focus is the war. Right. Um, And not, you know, like the art scene or even like, you know, stories based in the U.S um Necessarily that don't focus on the war, and so I'm just really excited to read about this. Um Yeah, this looks really good. It, looks it sounds amazing. So it'll be really good and fun. So again, that is City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert, which will come out on June 4th. Ooh, put that on my TBR. I know, and so excited. yay, that's next week.
1: That's like next I know, next week, two weeks. Yes.
0: So very excited! Very so,
1: speaking of scandal, that's wow, a perfect scandal. segue. So the first book I'm gonna talk about is by an author who's been on my radar for quite some time. Um, I've read a lot of her essays about the romance genre, and she's very smart and sassy when she um, writes um, defending romance. And I, for whatever reason, I've just I've never read her books, and I think it's because it seemed to me that the majority of her books took place in the London ballroom, and that's not my thing at all. But she has a new series, and I um, I saw the second book in this series, and it is called Some Like It's Scandalous. The author is Maya Rodale, and it is um, The Gilded Age Girls Club, book two. And it comes out on June 18th. And this book is about a very just a a young man named Theo who has had one too many nefarious issues and has done one too many things in society that are inappropriate. And the only way to sort of repair his reputation is by finding a woman in New York City to marry who has a spotless reputation. And nobody in New York will do except for a woman named Daisy. Well... It's an enemies to lovers type story as it appears from the synopsis because their arguments turn to to kisses and then to much more. But Daisy is looking for a man to support her because on her own, because of the time period, she's unable to launch her cosmetic line that she wants to be able to sell. She's a scientist and she's developed a line of cosmetics. So they work out this deal to kind of have this mutual beneficial arrangement. He will get his reputation cleaned up and she will be able to sell her cosmetics. So that's all I really know about this book. But to me, it sounds really good. I I like reading books about Gilded Age, New York. I think it's very interesting. Um, So I'm really looking forward to reading Um, Some Like a Scandalous, The Gilded Age Girls Club, book two by Maya Rodale. And I think, Shannon, did you I, recently read the first one in the series? I did. I did. And it was how was so, it? Oh, so
0: good. I liked it a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just by Design is the first one. Um, and it was, it was super great.
2: Well, you know, everybody's talking about historical fiction. I guess I have to change it up a little bit. I'm (laughs) going to talk about (laughs) suspense. Ooh. Ooh, Edge of your seat. (laughs) Blah. So this author, I discovered her by coincidence. I was looking at the library to see which books were recently added and I found the book called The Marriage Lie and I was like, what? Oh, i like like everything about marriage as everybody knows i love to read romances yes but i like when people are already married and think they're falling apart or not or whatever so the marriage wise is a title that i was like "Ooh," and i read it in one sitting and i was like man awesome so this author kimberly bell is coming up with a new book and it's called dear wife and this book is about how the wife disappears and the husband just comes home and finds his wife, Jeffrey, finds his wife, Sabin, gone, and he doesn't know where she went. There's no trace, her car, everything is just gone. Isn't that a kind of mystery? It's like gone and, girl. Ooh. Yeah, like gone girl, perhaps not that kind of twisted, but, oh. so yeah, <laughs> I guess like gone girl, but, but definitely different. This author has a different writing style, and you never can guess where she's going, which I love about a mystery. Um, And so we do have a detective on the case that suspects the husband, and it seems that the wife –
1: we don't know where the
2: wife is or, you know, if it's been foul play, if she ran away or what. But, you know, the premise – if I'm honest, the premise seems like a lot of mysteries, but because I've read this author before – I'm very, very excited about it because even though it's like, you know, we've read a lot of mysteries where somebody's gone. Yes. Um, the way this author writes and the way she twists facts and things, we know it's going to be good. So this is Dear Wife by Kimberly Bell, and it comes out on June 25. I'm excited about
3: this. June 25th is a
4: big day. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, is. it is. All right. So my first book uh, that I'm really excited about comes out on June 4th. And it is Sorcery of Thorns, and it's by Margaret Rogerson. So uh, her previous book, An Enchantment of Ravens, I have not read yet, um, but I'm really excited about this one because, hey, it's magic. And, you know, who doesn't like that? So basically what this is about is um, Elizabeth has known that, you know, all sorcery is evil as long as she's known anything. Um she is being raised as a foundling in a great library. Um, Ooh. and yes, I mean, how good is that? Um, and she's grown up, like, with the tools of, you know, magic. Um, you know, grimoires that whisper on shelves and rattle beneath iron chains. Ooh.
1: Um,
4: and it provoked that even transform into grotesque monsters of ink and leather. This sounds like something that should be on TV immediately. Um, And she actually hopes to become a warden charged with protecting the kingdom from these book monsters' power. But then an act of sabotage releases the library's most dangerous grimoire, Monster deal. Elizabeth's desperate intervention implicates her in the crime, and she is uh, torn from her home to face justice in the capital. Ooh, so she's being like I'm getting that she's being chased by a grimoire monster uh, that she is charged with releasing with no one to turn to but her sworn enemy, the sorcerer. Nathaniel, um, she basically has to, like, defend herself and, uh, you know, basically prove that she didn't do this. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like this is. Who doesn't want to read this? No, this
0: is fabulous. This needs to come out now. I mean,
4: and I, what I, what I think really should happen is that you know if this is done in audio, like the grimoire demon guy needs to have like the demon voice. Yes. I can't do it um but yeah, so she she basically uh and and the guy who is her sworn enemy has a demonic um servant, whoa,
0: right. Yeah. Okay. See, this this is necessary.
4: Yeah. Not only could the great libraries go up in flames if she can't do anything, but the world along with them. Ooh. Yes. And as her alliance with Nathaniel's grows stronger, Elizabeth starts to question everything she's been taught about sorcerers, about the libraries she loves, even about herself. So, for Elizabeth has a power she has never guessed and a future she could never have imagined. So, it's like sorcery meets the apocalypse? Is that what I'm hearing here? Maybe, yes. Like the possible apocalypse? I don't know. It's, it, it kind of sounds like, uh, like The Hunger Games meets demons, or something, yes. in a library. Yeah, like, um, what
0: is that series? The Great Library?
4: Yes, that I haven't uh, read. I haven't read either,
2: but it exists.
4: Yeah, and and how? I mean, how good does that look? Yes, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, because book monsters, um, you know, a a a, a serpent demon like servant, and and this little girl who's gonna find out stuff about herself.
0: And this looks like long too. Like her first yeah, it's book like, was pretty it's... short.
4: Yeah, it's uh 464 pages or something like that. Uh, so pretty, ex- pretty exciting, pretty exciting stuff. Um, so there will be lots of demons and you know, good only good things. Yes. So, a Sorcery of Thorns by Margaret Rogerson. As Sarah would say we want to read it today. Today. Yes. And you probably could read it today.
0: Actually, I could. Yeah. It's it's sitting on my (laughs) iPad, but I couldn't think I could
2: say that.
5: The first book I'm going to talk about tonight is *I'll Never Tell* by Catherine Mackenzie, and it comes out on June 11th. This book is about a camp called Camp Macaw, and there was a mysterious death of one of its campers, I assume. I assume that's what the camp was, a camp for people to come to. And she, her body washed up on the shore in a rowboat and there was gash to her head. We don't really know if the death was accidental or if it was suspicious. So we fast forward 20 years and we are now with the McAllister family and the parents have just mysteriously not mysteriously sorry have suddenly died and the children must decide what to do with the camp um each of the kids has a different different idea of what to do with the property as it's a prime real estate um the like the oldest son, he kinda wants them to sell the uh the middle child she thinks they should keep it. And then some of the other kids, they just think that, ah, oh, let's just not even get into this. So when they open the will, they realize that a simple vote isn't actually gonna be enough. That they for some reason need to Get to the bot Get to the bottom of this mysterious death of Amanda Holmes, and you don't really know why. This is so important because it was 20 years ago, but from what we understand of uh, from the uh, synopsis, each of the people they have their own kind of piece of the puzzle that they have that they know about this mysterious death and they must get together to solve the whole mystery so if you're looking forward to reading it as much as i am it's i'll never tell by catherine mckenzie and it comes out on june 11th
0: i wonder if this is her debut i have not heard of her before this so before I talk about my next book, I have to say that I really, 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 really do not like The Time Traveler's Wife. Oh! N- me either! Oh, no, <laughs> Natalia told me that I should read it for the Time Travel episode, and I tried. I really did. Try. Oh, it's a terrible
2: I- book. I, and I- oh, why-, why did you tell me? Why did, <laughs> why say no? why did you recommend it? <laughs> <laughs> i don't me. know are you sure i told you to read that book because yes! i hate that book you told me <laughs> oh my god i like, was you
0: about the dream daughter because no. you wanted it oh, and i wanted maybe it. she was and angry
3: with you that day she's like <laughs> okay.
0: you and are you Shannon, are you sure this wasn't no this, this wasn't is pregnancy
2: brain no this is are pregnancy you said brain said
0: to me <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about The Dream Daughter. You can talk about The Time Traveler's book I was I
1: there. Said, no, I can't. Oh, but I haven't I read being... it. I
2: was being super sarcastic.
1: Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't it
2: know. seriously. <laughs> Apparently played. that didn't my translate. Oh no. my God. It, it was the
0: most pointless <laughs> book ever. <laughs> like, oh my know. goodness. So, anyway, I I don't like it. Um, I, I really did try and I, I don't like it. So, this next book that I'm about to talk about really intrigued me. But it also concerns me because it says that it is for fans of The Time Traveler's Wife. And I'm not. No. (laughs) So this is Time After Time by Lisa Greenwald, And it's set in New York's Grand Central Terminal, which I think is very, very cool. I loved and read, um, read and loved, I guess more correctly, the masterpiece by Fiona Davis, which also has the Grand Central setting. So I'm super excited about this for the setting alone. But we see a man named Joe, and he spends a lot of time in the terminal, sometime in the 1930s. And we don't really know why, or at least the synopsis doesn't tell us. So he hangs out there, and one day he catches sight of this woman named Nora, who he finds very attractive, kind of intriguing, but also a little strange, because she's dressed in a flapper outfit. And once he starts to talk with her, he realizes that there are just some things about her that don't seem to add up. But he's still very intrigued by her, and he wants to get to know her better, so he offers to walk her home. And as he's about to do this, she vanishes. She's just gone. And he's no idea like how this is possible. He's very confused, as the reader will be, I imagine. So what we learn is that Nora is bound to the terminal, but she is not bound to one point in time. So she kind of zips in and out of all these periods of time. And through this, she and Henry form a friendship and eventually, um, Henry, yeah, because time traveler's wife. She and Joe um, form a friendship and eventually fall in love. I'm not sure how this can end well. Um I, I'm just not. But I'm intrigued by the setting, and I'm intrigued enough by the synopsis to really want to see what it's like. I've heard great things. She's probably about-
2: cursed by a witch because of her family, and they have to break the curse, and then they live happily ever after.
0: Okay, <laughs> that, that's possible. <laughs> so I've heard great things about Greenwald's writing, so I'm pretty eager to give this one a try, and it is Time After Time by Lisa Grunewald. It comes out on June 11th.
2: Now, Ooh. I do have to say, I hated The Time Traveler's Wife also. What a pointless novel. But every book that I've, I've seen this synopsis that says for fans of The Time Traveler's Wife has been good. Okay. Well, maybe this will be good, too. <laughs> okay. So my next book
3: is called The Evil Queen, Ooh. Forest of Good and Evil, one by Gina Schwalter. And this, too, will be released on June 25th. Okay. So, speaking of books that we weren't huge fans of, <laughs> um, I have a confession to make. <laughs> um, so, for those listening who don't know this, have... Um, This author is especially known for her Lords of the Underworld series, um, of which I've read several books, and I tried really, really hard to like them. Me too! Um, Yeah, I really did, because everyone ranted and raved about how good they were, and I I really did try. I read a few of the books, and I just couldn't get into it. So I apologize. To those who really like the books, I'm sure they're wonderful. They're just not my cup of tea, and so, um, so I kind of approach this book with a little bit of hesitation. Um, but at the same time, because I do like fairy tale retellings, I'm it, I think it's worth giving it a try. Um, and so, in this story, basically, there's this other realm where fairy tales are true, but they're not myths of the past, they're actually prophecies for the future. Ooh! Yeah. And so, the protagonist is this woman uh, named Everly, who is raised in the, you know, normal mortal world, and she has no idea that she's um, this real-life princess. Um, <laughs> until, <laughs> until she starts to develop these weird, magical abilities, including the ability to communicate with mirrors, as we do. Oh um, <laughs> A la Evil Queen in Snow White style. Um, and she discovers that she's actually stated to be not Snow White, but the Evil Queen.
1: Oh, dear. Well, um, well.
3: And so she's very determined to fight this very unfortunate fate of hers. <laughs> so... <laughs> So she somehow ends up in this fairy tale realm, um, and along the way meets this mysterious person of a male persuasion, <laughs> and <laughs> and, um, and their attraction is instant, um, but it seems as though the relationship is very very doomed from the start for various reasons. Basically, like, as the prophecy begins to unfold, she experiences all these horrible things and betrayals, and she really wants to give in to this darker side after some time. And so it's basically the story of of this love interest, but also this prophecy and all the evil surrounding it, and will she give in to the darker side, or will she have this happily ever after? I don't know much more about it than that. I'm willing to give it a try because it's a fairy tale retelling. And I should say that this is a little strange because Snow White is actually not one of my favorite fairy tales from when I was young. Um, the, the music in the movie really cre- creeped me out. <laughs> like, I didn't like it. Um, and I always felt kind of like, really? Like some dark mysterious stranger in a cloak is gonna offer you an apple and you're just gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I love it. I mean, the story, from the beginning of
0: time, though. Yeah. <laughs> apples, yeah. Don't eat apples. Of course, yeah, don't, the beginning don't of the time. eat apples.
3: <laughs> yeah, so again, this is The Evil Queen Forest of Good and Evil, Book One by Gina Schulter, and it shall be released on June 25th.
1: So I'm so excited that one of my favorite authors is releasing a book in June. Um, I've been looking forward to talking about this book. When did I call this book, Shannon? Like it's I don't know, February? I yeah, feel like February, March. I I, and I'm so excited. So I discovered by accident Emily Richards when I was in grad school, um, oh, Emily going Richards, through the yeah. oh yes, and I was going through the counseling program. And I, the first book I read by her was called Prospect Street. And it was so good, and I read like in a like a, a blurb about the author that she was uh, her background was in counseling. And I was in the counseling program at the time, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love this woman. So anyway, I've read everything that she's written ever since then. So I was really excited to find out that she was releasing a new book in June, and it's called um, A Family of Strangers, and it is coming out on June 25th. So this book focuses on two sisters, um, and it, to me it seems like mainly the younger sister, Ryan, who has basically grown up in her sister, her older sister, Wendy's shadow, knowing that she's never quite – going to live up to Wendy's golden perfection. So Ryan decides just to go her own way and do her own thing. And, and um, because of that, she and her sister are not very close. So imagine her surprise when, as an adult, Wendy approaches her and says, I need your help with my daughters. Oh, P.S., she has two beautiful daughters, the perfect husband. Um, mm-hmm. And she calls up her sister, Ryan, and she's like, I need your help. And I need it now because I am going to be wrongfully accused of a murder. What? So Ryan comes home to take care of these young girls, her nieces, that she doesn't know at all. And Wendy is gone. She's like on the run. And so this book kind of focuses on Ryan trying to figure out, you know, is Wendy like this complete liar or worse? Bum, bum, bum. Ooh, and I'm very yeah. excited about this book. I think that the way that Emily Richards writes, she's very good at really delving into different characters and different motivations. And um, so I, I, I bet this book is going to be just amazing. And it's called A Family of Strangers, and it comes out on June 25th.
0: Yeah, I just discovered her. You just everything. discovered
1: her?
2: Oh, I love her. Oh, I just she's discovered so
1: good.
2: Emily Richards. Literally on Sunday. So, speaking of good authors that we love since we're kids and we don't stop liking when we grow up. Because that happens too. We should probably have an episode about this like series that we loved when we were younger. That we still love now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. i totally be down down for that. So, this author is the first author I ever met in person in Books and Books in Miami. And my dad actually took me to meet her and stood in line with me for this time. And um I remember being so starstruck and oh my god, I couldn't believe I met her. Her name is Sarah Desson. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. Um she writes young adult oh young adult novels are although um lately her protagonists have been a little bit older or closer to college. But uh she's never written an adult adult novel. That I know. But her books are just so good. So good. So good. I can't even tell you how great they are. And we've waited a long time for this book because I, she used to write a book every year. But I guess then she started having kids and, you know, life got busy. So now she's releasing every two years or so.
1: Oh, I hate when they tw- do
2: that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes me sad. It's so sad. I know. Like, they should all be Nora Roberts. Who
1: yeah, no yeah, cares just about write, your real like, life? Like, just, yeah. 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 Like, books yeah. for us. <laughs>
0: But Don't the worry about is,
1: your real life. Like just write our book. Yeah, I remember
0: Gallinor writes like seven or eight. It makes me so oh happy. My God.
4: So my second book also comes out on June fourth. So that is going to be a very exciting book day indeed. And so it is called The Spies of Shilling Lane. And it's by Jennifer Ryan. And you know, when I read the synopsis of this, I couldn't decide whether it's funny. Um, like I can't decide if it's meant to be funny or not. Um, but this is the same uh, author who wrote who wrote the Chilberry Ladies Choir um and it says a thrilling new World War II story about a village busybody, the mighty Mrs. Braithwaite <coughs> <laughs> who resolves to find and then rescue her missing daughter, Mrs. Braithwaite Self appointed queen of her English village finds herself dethroned, despised, and dismissed following her husband's uh, selfish divorce petition. Well, no. Yes, never deterred, the threat of a family secret being revealed sets her hot foot to London to find the only person she has left, her clever daughter Betty. Betty Braithwaite. Yes, Betty Braithwaite, who (laughs) took work there at the first rumbles of war. But when she arrives, Betty's landlord, the timid Mr. Norris, informs her that Betty hasn't been home in days. But that's not really, you know, that's not really uncommon because, you know, London is being bombed and all that. Yeah, people are disappearing in right. chaos, you know. Right. Aghast, Mrs. Braithwaite sets her bullish determination <laughs> to the task of finding her only daughter. Swarming into the London Blitz, Mrs. Braithwaite drags the reluctant, reluctant Mrs. Norris along with an unwitting sidekick as they piece together Betty's unexpectedly chaotic life. As she is thrown into the midst of danger and death, Mrs. Braithwaite is forced to rethink her old-fashioned notions of status, class, and reputation, and to reconsider the question that's been puzzling her since her world overturned. How do you measure the success of your life? So, it says that readers will be charmed by the unforgettable Mrs. Braithwaite and her plucky ruthless optimism (laughs) and find in the spies of chilling lane a novel with surprising twists and turns quiet humor and a poignant examination of mothers and daughters and the secrets we keep so i'm really looking forward to this um again it's the spies of chilling lane by jennifer ryan because this sounds really funny but not funny at the same time. Like, no I don't hopefully like you know, funny but kind of right. like quirky. Yeah. Um you know, it, it it kinda sounds, you know, like uh I don't know, it it grabbed my attention because I don't like books that are funny funny. That's not kinda the way I am, but I don't like you know, I I wanna know if it's gonna be a serious book.
5: So the second book I'm going to talk about tonight is Bone Deep by Sandra Ireland, and it comes out on June eleventh. This book is about two women, Mac and Lucy. And it's a dual narrative. So Mac is a an elderly historian and Lucy is her assistant that she's hired to help her write, um, type out the book. Um, Mac is interested in this mystery from the past about two sisters who fell in love with potentially the wrong man. It's a story of sibling rivalry, of betrayal, and of murder. And for some reason... Mac wants to keep this story away from her son. So it makes you kind of wonder if maybe there's a little more to this story that actually truly does relate to Mac or why, like why, why does she want to keep it away from her son? So if you're as interested in this book as I am, then check it out. It's, uh, Bone Deep by Sandra Ireland and it comes out on June 11th.
0: So, my last pick tonight is the first in a new series by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And the book is called Storm and Fury. And the series is called The Harbinger. So, this is the story of 18-year-old Trinity. And she is losing her sight. However, she can still see ghosts. Now, this, this concerns me. Um, ghosts and I are not friends. I doubt we will ever be So I'm just not sure. Hopefully, though, since this is sort of an urban fantasy setting, maybe I can deal with them. We hope. So anyway, she can see ghosts, but she doesn't want anyone to know this. She lives in this well-guarded, I guess it's like an encampment. And her guards are these things called wardens who are actually gargoyle shapeshifters. And I'm very excited about this because we don't get a lot of gargoyles in urban fantasy. we just don't. So I'm very eager to see how Trout will kind of bring them to life and make them into unique characters. So apparently there are clans of gargoyles. And one clan comes for a visit to the place where Trinity is living. And they tell her that demonkind is intent on destroying the world. And that it is up to her to keep this from happening. I'm not sure how it's up to her. But somehow it is. And I am super excited to read this. Um, Gargoyles, this kind of you know, urban fantasy setting. I love urban fantasy and paranormal romance. Um, and the fact that this is like urban fantasy for young adults, that makes me really happy. So this, again, is Storm and Fury. It's The Harbinger, book one by Jennifer L. Armantrout, and it comes out on June 11th.
3: So I saved the best book for last. so excited about this book, and I know I'm not the only one. It <laughs> uh-huh. is called Bookshop on the Shore by Jenny Yay! Colgan. So excited. Oh, and all, I can't wait. all hail to the twins, because <laughs> <laughs> they very kindly allowed me to talk about this book although they did request that I do talk about this latest installment with a British accent, but although I'm talented <laughs> in many areas, a British accent is not one of them, and everyone will unsubscribe, and that will be sad, so <laughs> I will not do that. However, I have to say, so this book is coming out on June 25th, and that oh, will be yay. the book that I read on June 25th, um, and I have to say that I was slightly befuddled when i heard the title of this book because she actually has another book um that has a very similar title um bookshop on the corner Mm -hmm. yeah so but this is a different story and a corner is not a short (laughs) so so that's fine um and she's just an instant read for me all her books are amazing feel good books with happy endings so that is a good thing um this is a story of Zoe, who is a single mother, and she's living in this crummy um, studio apartment uh, in London, and it's very, she's living in a very, obviously it's London, so it's very loud and busy and hectic, and there's lots of noise and pollution, and <laughs> she can never sleep at night because of all the, the parties and nightlife and sounds. And she feels as though if she doesn't make some kind of change, she will have a meltdown. Which, you know, for the young people listening, that means she's going to go cray-cray. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, she sees an ad in the paper uh, to become a nanny for a bunch of kids uh, who live in... Um, the Scottish Highlands. Um, and these children are actually described as being much like feral wolverines.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> oh,
3: wow. <laughs> so I think they're probably quite challenging, but she's really looking for a change. So she takes a job, and their, their widow father is also, he seems to be quite a wreck himself. Um, but despite all the challenges of this new occupation, she loves, I mean, they're living, um, kind of like close to the Loch Ness, the bank, and they're living in this beautiful castle, and it's just this amazing setting, very quiet and peaceful, and she really wants to make this work despite just the crazy circumstances of it all. And she befriends this bookseller, um, there and uh starts to kind of pave a path for herself um after developing this friendship. And I'm guessing from the title that maybe she opens her own book shop, but um we will have to see what happens. But this is a romance. There's always a romance with Jenny Colgan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks as though it will also be pretty amusing. Um, and, yeah, like I said, she's just an instant read for me. So I'm very excited. And I feel kind of spoiled because we just read a book of hers that very recently came out. So um let me get another one very soon. So, again, this is Bookshop on the Shore by Jenny Colgan. And it will come out on June 25th, and if you haven't read her before, you definitely have to read her. She's the kind of author who makes me laugh out loud very regularly.
1: I've been very snobby about the young adult genre for a long time, right? Like, I, it's not my thing. But um this author has been on my radar for a long, long time, and I never read any of her books, but I knew she was wildly popular. And I knew that her books, you know, many, many young adult readers loved her books. Um, and I actually, I didn't put the name together with this book when I first looked at it, but this is her, like, historical fiction adult debut. And the author is Lauren Kate. So has anyone read the Fallen series by Lauren Kate? Am I way behind the times? I have not read it, but I want to. Natalia, my young adult. Reading friend, have you read this? I have not. No. Nope. And I actually okay. think Shannon is, Even though I am the youngest adult here, I think Shannon reads more young adult than I. Okay. Well, this book is the the series that um that but she wrote that I will got, read it. so yeah. Well, it got very wildly popular. It was called the Fallen series. But um, Lauren Kate, that her debut adult novel, is called The Orphan's Song, and it comes out on June 25th. And I'm going to do my best not to sing an aria about this book as I'm talking about it, because that's what I want to do. Arc, arc. Oh, my gosh. I'm so mad at Shannon. I I can't even tell you. So I found out when I was discussing this book with her that she has the arc for it. And I feel a sense of betrayal deep down to my soul, because she's going to hold this over me until the book is actually released in a month, a month from Saturday, actually. I have to wait more than a month. So this book um, takes place in Venice, 18th century Venice. So it's like 1730 something. And these two orphans. See, that already makes it awesome. I know. And these two orphans, Violetta and Mino, they meet on the roof of the Hospital of the Incurables. So I don't know what that means, but already I like the name, Incurables. Is it like an insane asylum? Is it like for orphans? Is it like a poor house? We don't know. It's just, the incurables and they meet up there and they, they apparently form this beautiful friendship and Violetta, her voice, her singing voice comes to the attention of somebody in this cathedral. And I, I'm not sure if it's like through the hospital of the incurables or if it's somewhere else. And they think that she is like a, a beautiful voice and they want her to join their coro, which I think is like their, their chorus or whatever. And But the thing is, she has to sign an agreement that she will never sing beyond the doors of this cathedral. And something very tragic happens, and Violetta and Mino part in a tragically romantic way as happens in many of these delightful books. And for years, Violetta lives a very dangerous life as she tries to escape the Koro and to escape the cathedral. And at the same time, Mino is in the city trying to find his mother and what happened to her. And years later, something happens as adults and they come together again. And there's going to be much intrigue and just really lush historical detail according to all the reviews I have read. I wouldn't know because I don't actually have an arc like my friend Shannon. But this book, to me, it looks like all the things that I love, like music and singing and, like, high romance and the incurables. I mean, anything where you live in a place where you're one of the incurables, like, that just piques my interest right there. So I'm very, very, very excited about this book, and it's going to be very challenging for me to figure out what to read on June 25th because there's so many good things coming out. But if you like historical books historical fiction – that takes place in Venice in 18th century in the city of Masks, I would encourage you to try The Orphan's Song by Lauren Kate, which again comes out on June 25th. Yes. Oh, my God. And And I don't know if I did that justice. I mean, it just sounds so good, doesn't it? It sounds
3: good enough that it might be the book I have to read first. I know! (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well,
2: my last bookity is neither romantic nor historical nor urban. What? No. No, Is it twisty? It's very twisty. Okay. And it's coming out on June 13th. I'm sad because why can't it come out on the 4th? Yeah, but at least, <laughs> at least I don't have to wait till the 25th. I discovered You have this to author. spread out your books. Yeah. I discovered this author um, from a book club. We had to read a book by him. I don't know which one it was. Or is it her? You know, don't, I, I don't know. know if this is a man or woman. It's her
0: either, because it's like I an have, initial name.
2: No idea, yeah. Um, but this is A Holiday by TM Logan. And it's about these four best girlfriends that grew up together. And they're going on a holiday with their husbands and kids. And apparently there's a killer. Oops. Um, and we don't. So basically, what's intriguing to me about this is that one of them, Kate, I believe her name is. She knows her husband is having an affair, and she wants to use the vacation to get proof of his affair. I don't know why she wants proof. Um, we don't really know like what her plans are, but she wants proof of the affair because she feels like one of the the person that she's having he's having an affair with one of her best friends oh, oh no. shoot um that's you know terrible and typical so but what she doesn't count on is that these people are willing to go through any length to hide this secret for whatever reason so you know seven days four three families um nothing's ever the same
1: <laughs> so
2: this is a holiday and Logan comes out June 13th. I can't wait. I think this is probably going to be the first book I read. Well, no, because Sarah Dessen comes out first. But, I mean, on the 13th, I'll be there. Yay. So my final book um, is coming out on June 25th,
4: and it is called The Daughters of Temperance Hobbs by Katherine Howe. And from what I gather, this is actually – a continuation but it does not say that it is um a continuation it says it returns to the world of the physic book of deliverance dane which i have not read yet but it looks like you can actually it's a little it it looks like it's separate so this is basically um so connie goodwin is an expert on america's fractured past with witchcraft um she is a tenured uh, professor in boston um and she's she's basically studied the history of magic in colonial, colonial, can't say that word colonial america um especially women's home remedies and medicine um and basically what she's done you know she's basically her job is, you know, she's kind of exposed these women who had these skills and, you know, <clears throat> what happened to them. Um But she actually has a secret. She's the de- descendant of a woman tried in Salem. Ooh. Yes, and her abilities were far more magical than the historical record showed. So it actually, like, she was a magical witch, literally. So basically what happens is, her mom gives her a hint and she does some historical research and basically um the this hint along with you know the historical research that she does she finds out that her partner's life is in danger and she must race to solve the mystery behind a hundred year 100-year-old deadly curse. Hmm. So basically <clears throat> what you're doing is you're She's basically telling this story in flashbacks. Um, and she's going back to certain supernaturally gifted women in the past. And she basically reveals not only what's going on, you know, with the curse, um, but a special bond that unites, uh, a particular matriarchal line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, and, and, you know, um, <clears throat> She also talks a lot about women's survival across the decades and, you know, basically how they survived, you know, what happened to them. So it has some of my favorite things in there. It has, you know, dual timeline. It's historical fiction. It has to do with, you know, women in, you know, like the 1600s in America. And it's actually magic. And it's, again, called The Daughters of Temperance Hobbs by Catherine Howe. And it comes out on June 25th.
2: Beautiful.
4: Hooray.
5: So the last book I'm going to talk about tonight
4: is The First
5: Mistake by Sandy Jones. And it comes out on June
0: 11th. Because everything is
5: does. Exactly. <laughs> everything. <laughs> only That's the only day you, that you need to pay attention to in June. Yeah,
0: yes, just According
5: 11th. To, yep, that seems to be the day. So, this book is about a husband, a wife, and a best friend. Alice is the main character, and she has everything, according to the synopsis anyway. She has a beautiful house, two children, and a wonderful husband. And she also has a really good best friend who has been with her through through thick and thin. And when Nathan, her husband begins to act kind of strangely. She goes to Beth with her concerns, and Beth tells her that she thinks that she totally notices it, and she feels that it everything will work out okay. So as the story goes on, Alice begins to wonder if it was actually a good thing going to Beth. And she kind of things keep progressing. And for some reason, we kind of are wondering, is this going to be her first and only mistake? So if you're looking forward to seeing more about this book, then check it out. It's The First Mistake by Sandy Jones, and it comes out on June 11th.
4: All right.
0: Well, that does it for us this evening. I want to thank the Book Bistro crew, since there are a lot of us here tonight. Um, I don't really want to name us all again, but thank you to all of you for sharing your fantastic books that you're looking forward to. Thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for working so hard to make these episodes sound as awesome as they can. And, of course, I want to thank everyone who listens to these episodes. I appreciate it ever so much. If you would like to let us know your thoughts you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more
4: discussion of great books. Take care, everybody.